iTunes presents Meet the Filmmaker at the Tribeca Film Festival. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Apple Store Soho. My name's Frank Bonomo, and I'm pleased to welcome you to today's special event uh, with Dan Fogler, who makes his directorial debut with Hysterical Psycho. Before we uh, introduce tonight's special guests, uh, we ask that you enjoy the film's trailer for Hysterical Psycho. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, moderating tonight's special event from Movie Line senior editor Stu Van Arsdale. Uh, please join me in welcome, welcoming them both, Dan Fogler and Stu Van Arsdale. How's everyone doing? Yeah. Good? good. What'd you think of the trailer? So how are you doing, Dan? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming out, everybody. This is awesome. Hey, welcome to Tribeca. Are you nervous yet? Uh, yeah, right now. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm surprisingly uh, uh, relaxed. I was sitting back there and, and uh, listening to the, um, the trailer and wondering if anybody has epilepsy uh, and if they're okay after watching the trailer. We have paramedics at the ready <laughs> in case. Excellent. Everyone's fine. No one's having a seizure in the, well, I in mean, the alleys. Your, your premiere is in two hours, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, you're not necessarily nervous, but I mean, what are your kind of apprehensions right now? What are you thinking? And, uh, I'm you, excited, You've done premieres man. before, but this is like your premiere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I, actually, I just wanted to say, well, hey, how you doing, brother? How's it going? It's good to see you. <laughs> uh, I, I, this, is, this is a beautiful thing because... I think about a year ago, I was walking up those stairs to buy a computer to edit this film. And I walked up and um, Josh Brolin and Javier Barden were sitting here talking about No Country for Old Men. And uh, I love, I love you know, this Coen Brothers style and, and, uh, and I, I think the, it's just a, I don't know, it's just and, a beautiful thing. I just realized that today on the way here. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I mean, they finally graduated to, like, real cinema. You know, here we are. And, so, you know. Well, no, and I, 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 it was just like, I, would, I just said to myself when I saw them sitting up there, I would love to someday be up here in yeah. this situation yeah. and, like, talking about the film, and here we are uh, not too much later, and it's awesome. And so what's different about this experience for you? I mean, as it is your directorial debut, I mean, what's different about it, especially the premiere and the festival experience, emotionally, professionally, the whole thing? I mean, what's I've, well, um, I've, I've usually been on the other side of it, on the acting side on the other side of the camera. And this is, um, I don't know, I equate it to, I, I, I was a, a sculptor, uh, I, I like sculpting. And um, I'd make these sculptures in, in high school and then, and they, they got some nice attention and, and the art people would like set them up uh, for, you know, with other artists for like different displays. and. I sort of equated to that, where it's just like you make something, you put it out there, and you just now it's, now's the time to like sit back and admire and, and critique and uh, you know. So we saw the trailer, but I mean, what did you make? What is Hysterical Psycho? Oh wow, uh, Hysterical Psycho. I guess the best way to, to describe it would be like um, Hitchcock on acid, or like uh, rock and roll Hitchcock. Um, I'll take either one of those. It's fine. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I, it was an acting experiment because I'm supposed to play um, young Hitchcock in a movie called The Number 13. And I thought, man, wouldn't it be awesome to 
I don't know, to like have that, that experience of making my own black and white thriller in homage, in, in homage to him. Um, and then over the course of making it, it, it was my first time making it, so I just, I said, forget it. We're, we're making, this, this, the world that this lives in is a nightmare. Anything goes, I'm going to throw everything that I love into this movie, you know? So I, pay, I t just took, you know, the, the, the tone and the, uh, like, str straight ripped off shots from <laughs> different movies that I loved and, uh, like, The Shining and... Um, and um, I, I paid homage to, to I paid homage to everybody, man. Uh, I get to talk to that yeah, yeah, sure. Kubrick, uh, Spielberg, Coppola. I, I threw them all in there. Everything that I loved, I put it in there. Is it true that I mean about the number thirteen? Is it true that Hitchcock made a comedy that didn't work as a comedy, so he cut it into a thriller? Is that true? Yeah. And that's the, that's the character you're playing. That's the, yeah. Yeah, that that era. Yeah, young bohemian Hitchcock, having just directed. That's what the movie is about. It's like Hitchcock in love, you know, uh, like Shakespeare in love, where it's he's young and he's insecure and, and he's an artist and he's trying to he's trying to uh, to make his mark and and he's um, he makes this comedy, but the 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 lead actor um, is a complete asshole and he totally ruins the movie, his beautiful comedy. So he. Does, he watches it with everybody and he's just totally heartbroken. And then he goes back and he makes some changes in the editing. And in the editing, he, a little snip here and a little snip there and it becomes this awesome thriller. Yeah. And you see the, the birth of his, because he want, that's a true story. He, want, he set out to make a comedy at first. See, it's interesting yeah. because, you know, I mean, we know you do comedy. And, and comedy is yeah. so hard on, on film. And, and, and horror is equally difficult. I mean, you took the two most challenging genres in film, threw them together as a first-time director. And you know, guess what was your experience trying to kind of marry those two genres and uh, make them work? Wow. I don't know. I, just saw, I saw it all in my head. I, it worked in my head. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was like this... I want this to feel like... Was a lot of it winging it on the, on the set? With your, cause you, it, no, you well, uh, there wasn't a lot of winging it because I had the story in my head, uh, shot for shot. I knew the feeling. I knew the tone of it. I knew... I just knew what it had to be, you know? The, the group that goes into the woods, that's your stage group, right? It's, yeah. Uh, stage 13? Yeah. So there are people you're very close to, familiar with, and I yeah. guess how did that make the experience a little easier or better? Or, you know, it made it like... Yeah, it was a huge. It was a huge safety net. You know, they say that the best. Um, you know, the best way to. It's like what is it? You know, ten percent perspiration and then ninety percent casting, something like that. Well, I, I casted from everyone that uh, I grew up working with. Uh, I, I, everyone in the film are, are people from Stage Thirteen Theater Company, and. Um, they, uh, I went to college with these folks, and we did spelling bee together. Uh, with you know, some of them I don't know if they're here. We've just been doing black box theater and making our own little films and, and stuff over the years. And and uh, and I I basically th this idea was had on a stage while we were doing a production called The Voyage of the Carcass. And um, on stage. I said, oh, wow, I'm about to go play young Hitchcock. Let's do this. Let's, let's do an experiment. And I said, who wants to join me? And it was basically all my friends, you know, 
everybody who rose to the occasion were friends, and they brought their friends, and um, that made it very easy. You know, uh, just like in theater, when you when you have an ensemble that knows each other, that comes across on stage in the audience. That comes across in this film, I think, where you don't question for a freaking second that these people are friends and they know each other and they have relationships, and that's 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 what you that's why it's such a, a pleasure to watch it, at least for me, you know, everyone's right, having right. fun. What kind of, I mean, what did acting teach you about directing? And what did directing teach you about acting as you went through it? Um, I think how to talk to actors. And uh, it also taught me, um, I don't know, I'm a, good, I'm a good observer. So sitting there waiting for everybody to get the lights ready and everything, and you, know, you sort of, you, you, you take that in, you absorb that, and you say, you, you try to be, you know, what would I want in a director? How would I want a director to, to, to talk to me? And then that's how, I, that's how I went into it. And I've directed some plays, and, you know, I've got a, I got a temper. You know, I know, is Randy here? <laughs> Randy, I love Randy. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes you have, uh, you bump heads with somebody, and I swear to God, on, uh, on this shoot, it was 99% of the time, it was an utter pleasure working with these people. We, it was camp. It felt like camp. Now, um, you know, there was, a, there was the time, le- there, there was a very um, difficult time. There was the first slew of people who I, like right leading up to shooting the thing, uh, which the whole thing like, was a whirlwind and happened in like two months. It was like, who wants to do a thing? I'll do it. Okay, let's do it. And then, it would, then, and then we did it. It was like, you know. Uh, and uh, so there was no time. And whoever, it was whoever jumped on board at the time. And um, wait, where was the question? <laughs> it was just about the directing and acting and what, you know, what teaches. You know, oh, oh, right. Well, acting. I'm sorry, right. The, the, what I was saying was that there was a point there where you know, people were skeptical. Okay, he's a funny actor. He's a, I've, yes, I've been acting with him. My friends even, you know, I've been acting with, I've done Chekhov with this person. <laughs> I've done Shakespeare. And I've, you know, you know but he, this, is a, this is someone who's doing a first-time movie. And where's the script, Dan? It's in my head. You know, so, and I was just like, so the first couple, <laughs> there was the first couple of people that I brought in that were like Mario, my, uh, Decoudre, who was my DP, um, he was uh, the gentleman who was uh, doing our documentary uh, for Voyage of the Carcass at the time. So he was around, and I said, come with me. And he was like my, you know, he was like my Sancho Panza. Like, he was just like, let's do it. Let's get in there. He, just, he was like, I love it. I love this energy, kid. Let's, let's do it. Let's just make this thing. And he just, there was no ego, no questioning. It was just like, and that's the kind of people that, that came in. I was like, all right, yeah, for the love of the game, let's just, this kid is passionate about this thing. You know, and uh, and it just grew from that. And then, but as as more and more people came in, I did. I have to. I had to convince some people, even some of my closest friends. I had to, you know, sigh and go into my one man hysterical psycho and just be like, okay, it starts out like this. And then, like a, you know, and and go through the whole thing. And uh, and I convinced enough people. And. And then I was convincing people to come out into the middle of the woods in Maine, you know? Like, people hadn't, hadn't been to the location. I knew that it was a perfect location. Once they got there, they knew it was a perfect location. But there was a lot of convincing involved. And then, 
and then once we got there, you know, it wasn't until dailies came in and things started to look like, wow, they, these look like shots from a movie, <sighs> that it was kind of, it was a little difficult at first, you know. And then once we passed that, that point uh, of no return, <laughs> it was a pure j joy. Yeah, well, we have some clips. Do you want to watch one? I would love to watch Okay, we, ha we have actually two. You can, we can choose one. Uh, one's called Moon Cheese, and then one's the Mr. Round intro. Uh, which you prefer? Oh, let's do the Mr. Let's do Mr. Round intro. This yeah, is the yeah, intro to the movie, animation uh, intro to the movie, which explains the origins of Moon Lake. Little Hitchcockian, in a very literal way, right? Slightly. And then it gets bloody. So, so uh, it, you know, Hitchcock in, in, uh, in Psycho was you know, famous for having used yes. chocolate sauce in the shower scene. What, what did you use in this film? We did. I wanted to be authentic as much as possible. I was always like, if we, I was like, if we can, let's use chocolate sauce. And, uh, and we did. We, and, and, you, and, the, and the chocolate sauce was delicious looking. It really was. Uh, there were some beautiful... It just did something. Hitchcock was right about that. It, it just looked extra dark and viscous and gooey and, and evil, you know. It does have that quality. There's no yeah. doubt about it. And then the other times that we couldn't do it where we had to, like, you can't really squirt chocolate sauce <laughs> uh, without it getting all gooey. So uh, we, we used, like, uh, uh, Anthony Pepe, who was the... Um, the special effects gentleman. I don't know if he's here, but he did a brilliant job uh, of um, splattering the blood. And that was red corn syrupy stuff. More splattery, right. watery. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's open up to questions. Who has a question for Dan? Right up here. Um, right. Did everyone hear the question? Was it, what, was the, what was it like directing yourself? What was it like directing myself? I, I tried to stay out of my way as, pos as much as possible, so I said, all right, I'll just do like a Hitchcock... You know, cameo, but then you know, it turned into more of a scene. You know, but uh, that I, I just kept it as simple as possible. I didn't want to get in my way. Let's put the camera there, and I'll just do my thing, and we'll zoom in and zoom out. Keep it real simple. You know, I'm not Kenneth Branagh. You know, I, I just I, I I just wanted to 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 focus on one thing at a time. Um, but I, I you know I, I'm an I'm a I was a did a lot of stand-up comedy, and uh, I'm generally a, a lunatic when I'm alone in my house, like entertaining myself and trying to find material and stuff like that. So I have a, I've spent a lot of time where I've just been like setting up the camera and just being a lunatic in front of it. Uh, so it wasn't that far, far, it wasn't far from that, you know. Right, yeah. right down here. Hi, Dan. Hi. Thank you. Hi, I'm Danielle with Harlem Talk Radio. How you doing? And um, do you still do stand-up? Because I'm an inspiring stand-up comic. Oh, wow. Well. You know what? I, I stopped doing it because it was always a, a pathway. I was like, okay, I'm not getting a lot of acting work right now. How can I get myself out there? Um, and that was the venue that I chose. I always wanted to try it. I always wanted to dabble in it. I did it for like five years. But if you go on my website, uh, dan.fogler.com, um, I, got a, I got a bunch of stand-up clips on there, like my old stuff that I did from like 2000, 2001. And if you want to look at it, uh, did that answer your question? Okay. I did improv and went to Upright Citizens Brigade. I did all of that. And, um, and that, that's just good to do in general for acting. Keep the ball up in the air, you know. 
Uh, but that, you, you know, more power to you if you can continue with it. Oh, yeah. Um, let me know if you need any. Uh, I know some good rooms you can go to. Yeah. But uh, they, uh, it's, it's, it's tough out there. It's tough out there. It's like I used to equate it uh, being on a stage, you're a mouse, and the audience are cats, and you got to make them laugh before they eat you alive. You know, it was like that. Yeah, it's, it's a tough world. Anyway. So in, into filmmaking, which is so much easier, right? Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? Let me tell you something. It is a lot easier. Oh, is it? Yeah, you got some friends around you. You know, stand-up comedy is it's you against the world, you know? You get to be a, the captain of uh, a nice, uh, um, you know, crew. Yeah, Backs cool. you up. Right. Uh, yes, sir. So you have a microphone just right here. Thanks. Yeah, I, I just wanted to know how much you had your hand in, in the editing room, and as far as the music goes, and how long have you been doing uh, Hitchcock impersonations, and did you have oh, to work wow. on that, or was it was it was that? I can't do it. I'm not gonna try and do it. But. No, that I had. Wow. Okay. Wait, what was the first part of the question? Editing, editing. Um, like I said, I bought, my, I, I bought a computer here uh, <laughs> to sit with a buddy and help me edit the movie. And I, I, I'm a sculptor. Uh, like I, said, I think I said that earlier. I equate it to sculpting. Um, and I would sit there and say, okay, do this. And, and I would get so crazy because I didn't know the lingo and I would just be like, get, get out of the way. And, I would, and he would do this stuff in the, in, uh, during the day and then at night I'd like creep out and just look at the computer and just be like, I, I, I can do this, I can do this. And then, and then I would, uh, and then I started, I just, I, you know, there was a time there where I was like editing like, like a layman for a while, uh, like a lame for a while. Like there was times where I was like, I don't know how to render things. Okay, I'll just move it so it stops making that red line. You know, like, I, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but I, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, and, uh, so I, 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 it took me about a year, but I made my own director's cut. It was like a glorified, you know, uh, jigsaw puzzle, but it was, it was, uh, you know, it was my thing. And it was, I think it was pretty cool. I mean, it was, it was like two and a half hours long, but it, it, it had, I, I called that the whole thing. Like that's, I was like, if, if I can hand this over to an editor that knows what they're doing, they'll be able to look at this and they'll have a nice blueprint and they'll, they'll go off and they'll do their genius. And that's what, that's what uh, Jacob uh, Gentry did. And actually, Mike uh, Canzanero had a, a week or two with it. I had some friends help me after my first editing process. And then to answer your question about the Hitchcock was, no, that was um, my closest thing. <laughs> I had like a mean droopy dog for a while. You know, like droopy dog from the Fritz Freeling commercials. I sort of like, that was like one layer of Hitchcock, you know? I sort of had that. And, and then when they said, okay, we want you like going down. Well, I can't even do it right now because now it's just infused with Hitchcock. But um, I, I started working on that when there was the possibility of doing the movie. So I just started watching a bunch of old uh, him, you know, uh, introducing his show. And, and I had some, like, really, I found some, like, the people who uh, were getting me footage to, you know, study up. They, uh, they got me some, a couple, like, really quick clips of him as a young guy, um, maybe, in his, maybe in his early 30s. And I'll tell you, he, 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 had, he, was, he was ridiculous. I mean, he was, he was playing for the camera. 
He, he was just like all over the place. And he was like, okay, here we go, we're going to do it. Okay, we're very serious now. And he was making everyone laugh. And it was also sped up, you know, like, so it had that real jittery kind of quality to it. I was like, this is, this is amazing. Like, everyone just thinks he just sits there and is very serious. But that guy was like a, he, he, was, he had a lot of, he was a bohemian. He was a young, crazy, wild guy. Whew. Did I get all that? Did I answer everything? Uh, you can pa- we're going to pass the mic down to you right here. The music? I knew I wanted to get some, some opera in there. I wanted to get some sweet-ass violins in there. I wanted to get some... You know what? My first director's cut was like 10% um, moody violin and like 90% white stripes. Like, I just... It was all rock and roll, you know? Um, and then it wasn't until I got into the hands of Jacob Gentry, who is the editor, who is uh, one of the geniuses behind the Signal movie series uh, that went through Sundance a while ago. He was... He edited it, he honed that sucker down beautifully into a nice little package, and he did all the music. I got, a, I got it was like two in one there, and he was just an uh, endless source of, of, of great, great music that was, you know, untapped, you know. Who, yeah. Right over here in the middle. I'm uh, following up on the music question. Obviously, many of Hitchcock's movies are known for their tremendous scores. I'm thinking like North by Northwest. Yeah. Um, did you? Will we recognize uh, some of the scores we hear in your movie from yes. some of the great Hitchcock movies? Yes, you'll, they'll definitely mimic the tone. Um, but we have—I mean, we have Moon Lake. I mean, I'm sorry, Swan Lake is like a, a big theme. Like the moon's theme is the, 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 the um, tubas. You know, it's, you, there's, there's a lot of that in there. Definitely, you'll, you'll. You'll get the feel of it. Maybe we should watch the... Uh, moon cheese? No, is there another... There's, like there's only Mr. Round and Moon Cheese. Oh, we don't have an actual clip from the, I, the movie. Evidently, we don't. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. Um, I have a screener in my map. Can, like, fire it oh, yeah. Uh, well, the other one is, is cartoon, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it has a real feel of it. Real feel. A lot of shots are like... Very reminiscent of, of Hitchcock and a lot of the music. I don't know if it's, um, there isn't anything taken directly from like Psycho or you know, anything like that, but it, it has the feel of it. Long cuts. Yeah, a little bit of rope in there, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah, let the scene play out. We had, a lot of, we had a lot of theater actors, so I would just put the camera in one place. It also sort of mimicked the Woody Allen kind of thing, but it, it uh, Definitely when we got into the horror part of it, just bam, just one steady shot or, or following a, you know, a very long, long shot, you know, Scorsese style behind somebody. Definitely, that's in there. Um, and, uh, but we had, we had theater actors, so I, w- I can just tell them what to do and I can put the camera down and they, and they would do little plays for me and just and rock it out where in a lot of cases you'd have to cut right away. There's a couple shots in there, an homage to Rope where we're following on the back of, of uh, on Lenny. And um, we didn't have to, <laughs> there was just a moment, like a real kind of short moment where we went onto his back and the screen went black for a moment. And I was like, yeah, why don't we do a little rope homage in there and just splice it in with another cut and just keep it going. And it really worked nicely. Does that answer your question? Anyone, any Anyone questions? Anyone? I have actually, I mean, I have, I'm interested in knowing about 
you know, Hitchcock, I mean, I'm not taking this too literally, but I mean, I, the, 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 you know, Hitchcock has a, was notorious for thinking actors were interchangeable mm. and that they were just kind of to be positioned, to be told what to say, and then just to look good. And that was yeah. it. And obviously, you probably don't come from that school. But, no. you know, to what extent, I mean, for building suspense and for actually, you had, you had a storyboard, for example, to what extent were your actors and the troupe with, with whom you work so frequently constrained in, into this kind of different you know, style of direction and acting? For suspense's sake. I, how are they constrained? I didn't constrain them at all. I let them be maniacs, I think. Um, yeah, you know, I, I was very specific about um, setting up my shots, very specific about where people wanted to stand, and I wanted, you know, I, I definitely um, had my little uh, vignettes that I wanted to create, much like, you know, graphic novel style. You know, that's where I come from, reading comic books, and I was like, if I make a nice shot, they'll do the rest, you know. Um, and uh, so I don't know. I, I mean, I, I might have, I might have gotten a little. You know what? I I I think. Can anyone? Are there any actors here? Was I? Was, no. Is he a good director? Actors? No. What am I going <laughs> to say? That was I all right? No. I mean, <laughs> I, I guess you know. Yeah. I guess that you know, the, the, it's just it's when you're uh, you know, when you have when you're directing a suspense film. I mean, just the control is so much more rigorous than you know it might be on a comedy. Per, uh, I, you know, shot shot for shot anyway. I, I man, I, I don't know. I, I I didn't. I let them be free to to play because I knew what I had in my head. I knew that we were getting it, and I knew that I would be able to that the suspense was there. I just had everything in my head, so I knew that I could let them, you know. Let them be free and right. do their thing. Oh. Sure. Any other S questions out there? Stu, we actually do have a clip from the film. Oh, do we? Show. Oh, yeah. awesome. Another one? Great. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Show a clip from the black and whiteness of it. Well, that, that didn't have much of the music in it at all. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought there was going to be some, <laughs> a couple of violins in there, but that was pretty chilling. Chilling without it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did that answer any questions about anything that anybody had to was in their heads about what the movie might look like? Or Did no? anyone have any other questions at all? We have a few minutes left. So, oh, right, actually, right, here. Uh, right over here. Uh, who did the animation, and how did you select whoever did it and the company and all that? The guys who did the animation were um, um, guys who often would do the, uh, the artwork for SNL, uh, the Smigel cartoons. Uh, and uh, we, they, they, we chose them because they, they dug it, they got it, and they work really, really fast. And they, so they, they put it together really quickly. And, um, but uh, yeah, uh, that, that, the, the animation came from, uh, I always knew I wanted to have like a Hitchcock, Hitchcock narration throughout the movie, um, but the the and that but everyone was like so so why is why is Moon Lake so evil? And I would be like, well, it's because this piece of the moon fell to Earth and made 
you know, like there's lunar radiation there. And I was like, wait a minute, why don't I just put this in the movie? You know, so <laughs> I basically created the narration. The narration begat the animation. And, uh, and that was it. Yeah. Down front There's a here. question in the back, right? Back there. Oh, 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 I'm sorry, I didn't see up here with the lights, I'm sorry. Right here, I'm sorry. You know, just three things. What format did you shoot in? Um, what was the size of your crew and what was your budget? Oh, wow. We shot on, we shot on a HVX 200 uh, HD camera um, with uh, wide-angle lenses. Does that answer your first question? And then, um, and then what was the second question, buddy? Size of the crew, wow. I'd say we had, uh, we had a, a tight, s small crew. I think we had maybe 50 people. Can you back me up on that, Mario? Less than that. Less than 50 folks staying in a crazy, crazy hotel. Uh, uh, and what was the last question? My budget was, after everything was said and done, um, under, about, under about 200 grand. True indie. There was someone in the back who had a question. How did you, yeah. How did you fund the film? I funded it out of my own pocket uh, with my partner, uh, Thomas Sullivan, uh, my business partner for uh, our company, Stage 13. I thought this, you know, I, I was going to do it as an, ex as an acting experiment. I was like, all right, we'll do a real gorilla. We'll just take a video camera out there and I'll take my buddies who were crazy enough. And, and, uh, and where did you go? I just lost you. There you are. And, uh, and we, we, you know, we go out there. And I was going to do it for like, I was like, all right, I, I guess I'll do it out of pocket for, you know, maybe I'll do it for, you know, 20 grand. And then, uh, and then it just expanded and expanded. And, and the more people came on, I was like, wow, okay. We better back this up because this is becoming a real movie. And, uh, and it kept on. So we, we but, but still, you know, we were just, we were, it was very guerrilla. You know, we were, <coughs> we, didn't, we didn't care a lot about a lot of stuff. Like the continuity, you know. <laughs> it was like, we were like, okay, Dan, um, it was just snowing five minutes ago. And now the sun is out. Um, and I was just like, forget it, forget it. It's 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 a nightmare, you know. Let's let's just just anything goes. Let's just keep doing. And uh, yeah, so I, I, a lot of the rules and the parameters, just like okay, we're doing in black and white. Uh, and it was, but it's it's daylight out, and it, we're trying to make it scary like night. Screw it, screw it. Well, the the stark whiteness will be scary enough, you know. It was, it was we were just like go go go, and uh, I think it paid off like that. That energy is, is in the movie. That hectic, hysterical is in the movie. <laughs> we have time for just a couple more. Is it, we have time for? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Who else? Um, right over here. I'm, Hi, Dan. My, I'm like um, in Avatar, like resting mode. Hi, Dan. My <laughs> name is Mintu. Nice to meet you. Hi. My question is. Um, are you planning on continuing uh, on directing, and do you have a new project in mind already? Mm, I do. Yeah, I mean, um, this has since, this whole process, I've been bitten by the bug, uh, whether people appreciate the movie or not. <laughs> I, I think that I would love to keep on uh, continuing uh, 
working on a full spectrum of different kinds of movies, directing different kinds of movies, big, small, funny, dramatic. Um, but I, I, this, this specific moon, moon Lake venue has blossomed in my mind as, I mean, it, it could be a franchise with a little bit more money behind it. You can do crazy prequels and sequels and, and tell all of the horrible things that have happened on Moon Lake over the centuries since the beginning of time. You know, all with the same kind of, you know, like Creep Show or, you know, Tales from the Crypt kind of. And now another, and now another part of the Moon Lake series, you know. Um, yeah. And you can remake it in 20 years, you know, like the man who <laughs> you know, knew too much, right? Right. Hitchcock did. And yes. I mean, there's an influence of that film, too, in this. Oh, yeah, the sh sure. there's a shot uh, that's shot in the, in the very, I think it's the very first shot of the film where they're on, the, and they're, they're on uh, Jimmy Stewart and his wife in the back of the bus, and it's the perfect little family, and then you see that they're in the middle of Marrakesh, right? right? Yeah. And uh, that movie, that shot is in Hysterical Psycho in the RV, and our little nuclear family is, is Chuck with, with the two girls on his arms. And we're pulling out and we're seeing that they're on an RV and we're meeting all the characters. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a couple shots I took from that movie, yeah. yeah. Uh, who else? I think we have time for maybe one more. Dan's got to get his premiere at eight. Well, oh, know, what time is it? It's, it's, it's almost seven, so. Uh, oh, wow, okay. So, I so yeah. A, I have a question. Oh, uh, okay. Just last question over here. Yeah, how you doing, Dan? Um, I just have a question. You, so far, you've been doing comedy and horror. So will you venture off into drama, maybe? I'm sorry? Venture off into drama? Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, I went to acting school. You mean as an actor, right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't really done any horror yet. Uh, um, from, oh, well, in this. But uh, I've done a lot of comedy. Um, um, yeah, you know, I went to acting school and... I studied the full spectrum of acting, you know? Um, so I'd like to dabble in everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, congratulations and good luck tonight with your premiere. And uh, have fun at Tribeca. The uh, Hysterical Psycho screening all through the week at Tribeca. You should check it out. And uh, once again, thank Dan Fogler for coming. Thanks for coming, everybody. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you very you much so for much. coming. Awesome, man. We want to thank Dan and Stu for coming out, and we want to thank you, our audience, for coming out for today's event. Stick around. Coming up at 7.30, meet the filmmaker, Lee Daniels. <laughs>